The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Today, we revisit a moment in history that remains shrouded in mystery and controversy. Let us recall the poignant words of James Ennis, a lieutenant on the USS Liberty. The facts are simple and straightforward. Israeli forces reconnoitered the ship for hours in daylight with unlimited visibility, correctly reported the ship's identity to their headquarters, then attacked the clearly marked and defenseless American ship by air and sea for more than 75 minutes, killing 34 men and wounding more than two-thirds of the 297-man crew. This chilling narrative is further underscored by a harrowing conversation recorded between an Israeli pilot and the IDF war room just before the attack. Israeli pilot to IDF war room. This is an American ship. Do you still want us to attack? IDF war room to Israeli pilot. Yes, follow orders. Israeli pilot to IDF war room. But sir, it's an American ship. I can see the flag. IDF war room to Israeli pilot. Never mind, hit it. Against this backdrop, we are honored to have Ernie Gallo, a survivor of this harrowing incident, join us today. Gallo was aboard the USS Liberty, a United States Navy intelligence vessel, when it came under a sudden and brutal attack by Israeli forces on June 8, 1967, amidst the Six-Day War. This assault, involving both aircraft and torpedo boats, was not a mere skirmish, but a sustained attack that led to the tragic loss of 34 American lives, including 31 sailors, two Marines, and one NSA civilian, while leaving 174 others wounded. Ernie Gallo vividly recounts the moments of the attack, the immediate aftermath, and the enduring impact this event has had on his life. The USS Liberty, on its intelligence-gathering mission in the Mediterranean Sea, was clearly marked as an American ship, yet it was subjected to an intense assault that lasted over two hours. In the years following this incident, Gallo, along with his shipmates, formed the USS Liberty Veterans Association, dedicating themselves to uncovering and sharing the truth behind the attack. They challenged the initial Navy Board of Inquiry's conclusion that labeled the attack as an accident, advocating for a re-examination of the events based on their recollections and evidence that contradicted the official report. The story of the USS Liberty is not just a tale of survival. It is a narrative steeped in controversy, intrigue, and a relentless quest for justice. It raises profound questions about the dynamics of international relations, the complexities of military engagement, and the lengths to which governments may go to protect their interests. As we speak with Ernie Gallo, we aim to shed light on this dark chapter of history, exploring the motives behind the attack and the subsequent cover-up and understanding the personal and collective journey of the USS Liberty's crew in their pursuit of truth and recognition. Welcome to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To access tonight's full interview and all of our exclusive material, simply join the Veritas Plus family by clicking on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the Veritas store for a range of great products, including focused life force energy. Experience the power of FLFE with a 15-day free trial today. No credit card required. 
Discover the Veritas Digest series on Amazon. Multiple volumes, each unveiling the truths they don't want you to know. It's more than just reading. It's an awakening. Secure your copies today. If you're looking to get in touch with Mel, have a guest suggestion, or would like to provide feedback, simply click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's show. And now here's your host, Mel Hostelrich. The USS Liberty, the vessel at the heart of our discussion, is likely America's most decorated warship. Its legacy is marked by a Congressional Medal of Honor, two Navy crosses, 38 silver or bronze stars, the Presidential Unit Citation, and an incredible 205 Purple Hearts. These honors are a testament to the extraordinary bravery and resilience of its crew during one of the most harrowing incidents in naval history. And now, joining us from Palm Coast, Florida, to bring this story to life is Ernie Gallo, a survivor of the USS Liberty incident and author of the book titled Liberty Injustices, a survivor's account of American bigotry. His website is USSLibertyVeterans.org. Ernie, first, thank you for your service. It's an honor to have you with us. And to start off, could you share a bit about your background and your career in the Navy leading up to your assignment on the USS Liberty? Well, thank you. Thank you, Mel, for, for having me. Um, I um, I joined the Navy Reserves while I was studying electronics. And um, um, I... Um, Started my two years of active duty, reserve time, uh, and um, uh, the first the, the Navy sent me to uh, a cryptographic school, and then um, got orders to the USS Liberty in September of uh, 1966. Um, I was a third class petty officer when I when I um, arrived on the Liberty. Um, I was promoted to second class petty officer uh, while I was there and um, um, on June 8th, 1967 uh, we arrived off the coast of um, the Sinai, and we were attacked deliberately attacked by the Israelis. Um, we normally sailed up and down the west coast of Africa. Um, we had some very unique um, ports of call, you might say. Um, you know, join the Navy and see the world. We certainly did. Um, and then um, we were hustled into the Mediterranean, um, <clears throat> which was very unusual for the USS Liberty. And um, <clears throat> as as they were anticipating um, the Six-Day War. Can you describe the primary mission of the USS Liberty on that fateful day? Uh, absolutely. <clears throat> we uh, <clears throat> We had linguists on board. And um, it was important to know 
Um, if we have to go back to the, the, the times. The Syrians and the Egyptians were client states of the Soviet Union, and it was the Cold War. So, <clears throat> um, as I said, they knew that the Israelis uh, were going to uh, start his, his uh, hostilities. Um, <clears throat> they didn't know exactly when. Of course, it started on June 5th, um, we are, and we arrived June 8th. Um, <clears throat> the point I'm trying to make is that um, <clears throat> we needed to know if um, Russians or Soviet bloc countries might be flying <clears throat> Egyptian or Syrian planes or got or involved somehow. <clears throat> At that time, the Israelis <clears throat> had taken the had Gaza uh, had taken the Gaza Gaza Strip from the Egyptians. They'd taken the um, West Bank from the Jordanians. And uh, <clears throat> um, they were successful. They had taken the Sinai, <clears throat> which they gave back to Egypt later on. But um, <clears throat> um, so when we arrived off the coast of the Sinai, uh, it was really redundant as far as our mission was concerned, because uh, the Israelis were having so much success. and. Um, the um, um, we worked for NSA, so NSA and Joint Chiefs knew that, and they tried to send a message to us to to um, uh, have us 100 miles off the coast versus 13, and um, we never got that message. So. Uh, we continued to do our intercept. Um, <clears throat> we were a vacuum cleaner of anything that was in the ether. Um, and um, uh, I can't say we, we didn't, did not um, intercept anything that was unusual, except we, we kind of anticipated that something was going to happen. Uh, someone, uh, there was an attack coming. Um, <clears throat> of course, we didn't think it was us because um, we were the Israeli allies and we uh, had 12 overflights that morning, 12 friendly overflights that morning of Israeli reconnaissance aircraft. And um, uh, we were relaxed um, uh, to the point where uh, one of the things that um, the sailors did when they were off duty uh, was to sunbathe. And so what the Israelis saw that morning uh, were out of the pages of Mikhail's Navy, uh, or sailors on beach chairs and blankets or whatever, um, uh, Sunday, uh, we did not look, um, in militarily aggressive whatsoever. Plus the fact that the U.S.'s liberty was, was not a man of war. 
we had um, we had four four fifty caliber machine guns for repel borders. We certainly couldn't uh, we couldn't do anything to to uh, ward off aircraft or for that matter other ships um, <clears throat> um, other military ships um, or uh, anyway. Um, we um, we were, um, to say the least, we were shocked when we were attacked at two o'clock that afternoon um, by Israeli aircraft. Uh, although we didn't know at the time there were Israeli aircraft because there were planes were not marked, um, <clears throat> uh, we didn't know. That there was Israel that was attacking us until the three motor torpedo boats showed up, um, flying the Israeli flag. Uh, up to that point, um, we called in a mayday. We're under attack, and um, we uh, we did not know who our assailants were. Could have been the Soviets, and that was the. That was the message that we portrayed to the Sixth Fleet. And um, I might say at this point that the Sixth Fleet <clears throat> reacted to our mayday and immediately launched planes to come to our assistance. Um, as I said, it could have been the Soviets. Um, and the planes were recalled by uh, our Secretary of Defense McNamara, and uh, which confused um, Admiral Kidd, excuse me, Admiral Geis, uh, on the USS America, uh, who was in charge of the air wings, and um, um, he um, gave it some thought. And came to the conclusion possibly that White House might have thought that, uh, that the planes had nuclear weapons on board. So he uh, gave order because listening to our May Day, uh, wanted to, um, in compliance with all Navy regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice um, responded to our call for help. Um, and by the way, the Israelis were jamming our, uh, the, our, our, our tactical frequencies as well as our, our distress frequencies, which is against the Geneva Convention. Anyway, um, we still managed to get a mess, still managed to contact the USS Saratoga, another aircraft carrier, part of the Sixth Fleet. And once Geis, uh, Admiral Geis, uh, relaunched the aircraft uh, with orders to make sure there were no nuclear weapons on board and to come to our aid. Planes left the USS America and Saratoga, and he sent a criticom message back to Washington 
telling telling them what he was doing. But once again, McNamara sent a message. Um, actually, it was a vocal message to recall the aircraft. Um, Joyce was beside himself. Um, so he challenged the order. And President Johnson got on the line. And uh, we have him quoted as saying, I don't care if that ship sinks. Um, <clears throat> I will not have my ally embarrassed. Um, and recalled the aircraft. So they never came. We never, we didn't, we didn't see any help from the Sixth Fleet until 17 hours later the next morning. So we were on our own. So that was a stand down order, basically. It was a stand down order, absolutely. So uh, they knew, apparently, from what the what the president said, that it was the Israelis that was attacking us, and um, um, I guess he didn't want any aircraft attacking the Israelis. So you um, were a hundred miles off the coast of Lebanon, correct? We were 13 miles off the coast of the Sinai. Oh, 13, 13 near, miles. 13 miles off the Sinai, near the port of, um, um, I want to say El Harish. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But um, <clears throat> um, we're kind of very close to the border with, uh, with Israel. And this is obviously international waters. Israel yes. was our ally. Yes. yes. So the question in your mind, if you're seeing these planes first without any signage, you think this this cannot be Israel. And by the way, how was the, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the atmosphere among the crew before the attack, as you said, you have beach chairs and towels and you were enjoying yourselves. You had no idea and were not prepared at all for what was about to happen. Well, not only did not only did we we were in disbelief that it was the Israelis. Uh, keep in mind, with the twelve overflights, we thought to ourselves, "Okay, our ally is keeping an eye on us. Right? Are keeping us?" So, in other words, we had this veil of um, well, they're going to protect us uh, from the Egyptians. Um, although um, we had nothing to worry about because the Israelis said had complete air superiority um, uh, all the way, all, all around. It had taken out the Syrian and Egyptian aircraft. Um, and Jordanians were not a problem. Now, the, the one thing that hadn't happened by June 8th was that, we, that Israel had not taken the Golan Heights. So <clears throat> they, they had a plan of what they wanted. Uh, for the Six Day War, and they hadn't completed that mission yet. So Johnson was telling the Israelis to come to the peace table. Enough is enough. This, the Soviets were telling us that if if this, the Israelis didn't cease, uh, uh, didn't if if they made any attempt to go to Cairo or Damascus. They were ready to send in paratroopers and get involved. 
And that's the last thing that Johnson... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.